look into the future. What would you do if you can go into the future and ask yourself questions? How do you grow your firm? How can you transition to advisor services and more? Luckily, we can just ask Paul, the time traveler himself, and learn the knowledge we need at our firms to evolve into advisory services and become the most relevant advisor to our clients. And we're lucky because Paul brings three amazing things with him. Number one, he's built a successful accounting practice in the UK. So he understands us accountants. In fact, he built this firm into an advisory powerhouse, which sold for over $45 million in 2001. Number two, he's taken the business public, building it to a market value in excess of $400 million. So he understands what business owners need in value, and we as accountants need to provide to them. And finally, as I said, third, we don't need to invent time travel. We can just ask Paul and learn from the transition he made 20 years ago in the United Kingdom into providing business advisory services, as that trend is definitely here today in the United States. Firms of all sizes are struggling with that. How do we get into advisory services? And as always, I'm Garrett Wagner, your entrepreneurial CPA channel host, and I'm excited to be joined in the new year once again by Paul Raven, Payne Rock Solutions. So Paul, I thought we could kind of pause here and talk about as we talk about looking to the future, it's 2020, and really think about what is the next decade of advisory services looking in the United States? Because as, as we talk offline, there's a change in a transition happening. Some firms are aware of it, some firms aren't, but one thing's very clear, 100%, firms have to make this pivot to advisory services. Not a little pivot, but they've got to change what they do. So love to hear from you and your insight into the future. What does that change look like and what do firms need to do to start getting ready? Hi, Gareth. Uh, happy New Year and happy new uh, decade, in fact. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a big question. You see, I actually think we need to just go a little bit further back in that um, you, you talked in your introduction about me being a time traveller. And uh, one of the great things about being a time traveller is you have a little bit of perspective on time. And I heard you say in that introduction, you know, people are realizing they need to make the change. I think they're sort of realizing they need to make the change, but maybe not absolutely at this point making the change. And, and um, given that I knew we were going to be talking about this, I thought, let's just try and give ourselves a little bit of time perspective to allow people to see how they're, how they're shifting or their perspectives are shifting over time. I'm just going to share the screen. Hopefully you can see that. Um, see, I, I think, um, uh, accountants are facing a choice um, and, and basically I think it's the same choice in 2020 as it actually was you know a few days ago in 2019 and, and basically their, their choices are they going to stick to the traditional compliance model and we sort of know what that means it means working harder it means working faster working for less money in other words having price pressure and having to do more for the money um, basically having no fun we're coming up to tax season and I you know one of my predictions for 2020 is accountants who are stuck in the traditional compliance model are going to be having no fun so is, is that what accountants want entering 2020 or, or alternatively are they beginning to come to the conclusion that we need to make the leap to becoming a 21st century accountant and as I said a couple of minutes ago, I think time brings some perspective. And when I talk to accountants about this, I always sort of start with something I call the black model. And black is, is just standing for four words, blatant, latent, aspirational 
and critical. You know, blatant means something is very obviously happening. Blatant is not so obvious, but it's still happening. Aspirational, it would be nice to change. Critical, it's important to change. And you see, I, I came to the US in 2012. And at that time, it was pretty obvious that most accountants were in the latent aspirational sort of area. When I talked to them about the sort of stuff that we talk about on this podcast, Gareth, um, pretty much the universal comment was, this is all really interesting stuff, but I'm not sure it's for me. Obviously, I'm you know, summarizing with the general comment there, but that's pretty much where most people were. Most accountants were there in 2012. Now, I don't know exactly where we are in 2020, but I sort of know that pretty typically we're in the blatant and beginning to get to the critical stage um, where the comment from most accountants is, I know we need to make this change now. But there's a difference between knowing they need to and actually doing it. And I think too many of them are talking about it and putting it off and putting it off. And, you know, there's going to be another tax season, so we'll put it off and, and so on. Um, if I project forward in my time traveler mode, then, you know, I wonder where we're going to be in another 10 years. And my, my prediction is by 2030, if you haven't made the change, it's going to be, I mean, so far too late. It, it's ridiculous. We can see the change that's happened uh, and I can see it clearly how it's changed in the last eight years. And, and these things tend to speed up, not slow down. So, so, you know, if that's the change we've made in the last eight years, I'm thinking it's two, three, four years um, where the window, window of opportunity for accountants to make the change is, 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 you know, is gonna close. And so my sort of message really um, at this point is, don't think black, think white. And by the way, these words were written about five years, five years ago. Um, in this little uh, piece, it says, there's an opportunity before the problem becomes blatant and critical, and by the way, I think it already has, to move into white space. And really what accountants have got to do is do something really different to what they've been doing before and, and leapfrog the competition. You know, don't try to be faster, don't try to be cheaper. Think about being different. And, and usually, and, the, and, the, and these words below are sort of, the, if you like, the typical things we talk about. They need to be proactive, not reactive. They need to be forward thinking, not backward thinking. They need to be looking at add value rather than um, compliance type solutions. And add value usually means a whole bunch of solutions which most accountants by themselves can't possibly offer. So that usually means offering virtual family office solutions. But the key, key message I believe, and it's one that we bang the drum a lot, is that accountants need to recognize that they're in a great sort of potential position to be positioned as their client's central advisor, the go to, what I call the go-to advisor, so that the accountant moves from being trusted, so they're not just trusted, but they become what I call relevant. And so, you know, sort of open the debate up further there, if you like, Garrett, but those are my thoughts going into 2020. You know, Paul, I think it makes complete sense to me. And I, I think, yeah, I think most people are not thinking, hey, it's 2020, I wanna have less fun than I did in 2019. <laughs> but I think that's where most people, most firms and practitioners and owners and partners, whatever word you wanna use, 
can set them themselves up for at this point is they're going to have less fun because they haven't started to, to make this change. Like yeah. said, they might be thinking, yes, this applies to me, but I, I'm not even, I haven't started or I'm starting to see a, a range of firms that have their awareness to change and their thought is, well, let me try and do this myself. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to use Hay and Rock. I'm going to create something like this from scratch, which once again, that's just not what they're good at. That's not no, their and, 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 to, and to quote a friend of mine, I think the, the expression that comes immediately to mind is, well, if that's the way you want to try and do it, stay lucky. Because the amount, the amount of time and effort you have got to put into that um, is unbelievable. I mean, I, I did it myself. Um, it was back in the 1990s. You know, it took us years. You have not got years. It, you really have not got the time. And, and that, I think the biggest problem, actually, when people are making the change is, not that they don't recognize they need to help, help from somebody else, because I think on the whole they do. Um, I think they're so stuck in their existing model. You know, on the whole, the accountants I talk to, their compliance fees represent 80 to 90% plus of their total revenue. So it's how do we do this? How do we make the change? But, but still pay the bills. And, and, and you know, we, we, we have a way of doing this. It's, um, it, we call it a transition plan where you have to make a gradual transition. You can't do this overnight. You can't do this on a, you know, 1st of January, 2020, I'm suddenly gonna do this. You've got to make a transition in such a way that it makes financial and economic sense to your practice. And, and you know, that, that isn't something to easy, that's easy to do without a bit of help. No, it's really like thinking about, you know, you could not pay for tax software and save a bunch of money and create tax software yourself, but no one's going to do that. No. And it's really the same idea here. You shouldn't try and create business advisory solutions and software and programs yourself because it's just something else. It's not going to come out right. It's going to be way too much time, way too much energy. Mm -hmm. Focus on being, to tie it back to your other point, the relevant advisor to your clients. And being the relevant advisor to your clients most likely means that you are not creating a brand new service offering. You're not creating advisory service packages and things. No. So Paul, what, what does it mean to be, we talk about this a lot, a relevant advisor to your client? Yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately, I mean, I, I have a, re a real simple um, sort of litmus test, um, which is, see, the, the accountant is usually positioned as the tax advisor to their client or the tax person for their client. So obviously, if the client has a tax problem, they're going to phone the accountant up. But my definition of being a relevant and central advisor is if that client has any problem in their life, especially their financial life, their business life, their wealth life, or anything in that sort of genre, who do they call? And whoever that person is that they call is their go-to advisor. And if that person is not you, you're not, you're not their most relevant advisor. Every client has got one most relevant advisor, the person they call. And if it's not you, you're not relevant. And so your job is to be positioned, as it says there at the bottom, positioned as the central advisor, positioned as the go-to advisor, the person they call when they have a problem. Um, I, if we had more time, I you know, could tell you lots of stories about being positioned. But one of the things that shocked me when I moved to the US is how few accountants are positioned as the central advisor. In the UK, it's much more common. 
And Paul, that's why you're here. You're here to provide those look in the future, that insight into to where things are going. So as always, Paul, thank you for the time. Thank you for sharing and that look, that look into the future of advisory services here in the United States. And really thinking about for you, are you that relevant advisor to your clients? As Paul said, that's what your goal is. That's what you want to become, the relevant advisor to your clients. And speaking of the future, it's time to find out how ready you are for the future. Sign up, there's a link below, take your free biz survey and find out how ready you are for the future and all the things we just talked about. I highly encourage you to take a couple minutes, take the biz survey, we'll review the results with you, see how ready you are for this exciting future that's here today. Thanks as always for watching everybody. You can click to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as always, we challenge you today to take action to change the world and invest in yourself.